Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, practical uses for blockchain, now switching to DeFi. Chamath Palilapatia runs for governor, and short selling. What is it? Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. If everybody's been paying attention, GameStop is in the news. Yes, the game place where you can borrow and trade and buy video games, actual physical video games. You know, the place that's been around for three, maybe four decades. Well, their stock price is skyrocketing. Before the opening bell, its already pre-trading price is around $240, which is up from $147 yesterday's closing price. In the past two weeks, the price has risen like 800%. And this is fueled and organized by individual traders that are organizing on the Reddit Wall Street bets and basically going to Robinhood and buying their stocks. To understand what's happening here, we have to understand short selling. So this is a 101 on short selling really quick. Short selling is borrowing stocks, selling stocks, buying them back at a lower price and profiting the difference. So let's run an example. Let's say we have a company trading at $10 per share. We want $100,000 of those stocks. Well, we get those $100,000 of those stocks. We borrow 10,000 shares of stocks and we sell it immediately. And we have $100,000 in cash in hand. Now, what we need to do is, well, we got to get those, give those stocks back eventually. But we are betting that the price is going to go down and I can give you that 10,000 shares back at a lower price, pocketing the difference. So I get those 10,000 shares. I sell them for $100,000. I see the price go down to $8. I buy 10,000 shares at $80,000. Well, you have your 10,000 shares back. There you are. Thank you. I have $20,000 in my pocket. I shorted the market. I'm betting that it's going to go down. See, the problem with short selling is, is that if the price goes up, it's almost infinite. You, you can lose a crap ton of money. So let's just say I buy that 10,000 shares or $100,000 and the price doubles. It goes to $20. Well, I got to give those 10,000 shares back, but now it's going to cost me $200,000, not $100,000. I will lose $100,000 on this short. Well, you know what? I'm going to wait. There's no way it can go higher than $20. So I'm going to wait for it to come back down and go back to where I originally was going to buy the shares back at $8, right? Well, it goes up again. $30. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm hodling. $40. Whoa. $50. What? $100. Well, you know what? Now, if I want to buy and get out of this short, I am now $900,000 in the hole. The thing about short selling is that it's infinite. The stock price can keep going up. You never know when it's going to stop. And that's what's happening with GameStop right now is there's about two or more billion dollars in shorts on GameStop and the individual investors, the people on Wall Street Bets put out the call and now they are making companies liquidate or capitulate and get out of their shorts. GameStop was trading at $3 plus in April. Like I said, it's going to open around $200 today. 
So imagine you were trying to short the market at, say, you saw GameStop go up to like $8. You're like, there's no way. They just announced they're going to close 450 stores. They're going down. I'm going to get rich off of this. And then you see that you're short of maybe, it was called $100 million, is now going to lose you billions. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's happening with GameStop. You can look at the details on some of the links that are in the show notes or just Google this. But I just need to explain to you what a short is really quick and why a short is so dangerous. It's infinite up. If you put a short in at a certain price and it goes to the moon, you're you're done. In researching this, I've read stories about this. I've read stories people not knowing about mergers and acquisitions or new products coming out. They try to short the market and they get wrecked. I saw somebody that has a GoFundMe trying to raise money because of his short so he doesn't have to cash out his 401k. This is serious. Now, real quick, what's a long position? Being long on something is just like buying and hodling. You buy at the market price and then you just hodl. The good thing about a long position is that you can never lose an infinite amount of money. You can only lose the amount of money you put in. For example, let's use that same $100,000. You buy $100,000 at $10 a share and it actually does drop. It goes to eight, it goes to six, it goes to five. Well, if it goes to five and you capitulate and you're like, well, this is it. I don't want to lose any more money. You lost $50,000. If it goes down to zero, you lost $100,000. So the maximum amount you can lose is $100,000. If it goes up, you make money. With a short, it's opposite. You can make up to $100,000 if it goes down because you're buying the shares back at the lowest bottom price. But on the way up, (laughs) you can really, really get wrecked. Anyway, that's what's happening with GameStop. That's what's happening with all these investment firms capitulating and losing lots of money on them like Melvin Capital. And that's the risk of shorting the market. Now, to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.20 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $30,690.63, down 3.5% from yesterday, and it's its lowest price since New Year's Eve. Ethereum, $1,296.17, up 0.4% from yesterday. Litecoin, $126.39, down 4.5%. Chainlink 2171 down 3% and XRP 25.5 cents down 3.7%. Total market cap for all cryptocurrency is $907.2 billion down 3% from yesterday, which is its lowest price since January 11th, with a BTC dominance of 62.6%. Top 10 coins is BTC, Ethereum, Tether, Polkadot at number 4, XRP at number 5, Cardano, Chainlink number 7, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, and BNB at number 10. And in our first conversation today, and the only conversation, by the way, we have Jonathan Labchik, the CEO of Soku, and he's going to tell us about how he's pivoting or adding a product to his blockchain. He did something that's pretty normal, supply chain on the blockchain, but now he's adding a DeFi element to it. Very smart. Very interesting. Listen and find out for yourself. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, look, man, you have an interesting background. Not only Duke University MBA graduate, now CEO of Suku. I want to know what Suku is. It says Suku is a supply chain blockchain, but also now getting into DeFi. Can you do me a favor and let's talk about 101. What is Suku? How it works with, with supply chain? Bridge it over to DeFi. Awesome. So we have uh, at Suku, we have two goals. One is help brands and retailers build more transparent products that will connect them better to a conscious consumer. And that leads them to more sales, right? So through traceability, 
through transparency solutions that we have, we help them build more transparent products. When we were building that solution, we identified that we have a challenge on how to incentivize the, smaller part, the smallest participants into that chain on how the product is made to give us the data that we need in order to create a traceability, right? So you have a, co a coffee farmer in Colombia, you need the traceability information so you can build the transparent product so you help the brand sell more and connect with the conscious consumer. So every time that we get data, we give them Suku tokens. At the end of the month, um, they basically right now don't have access to banking. They don't have IDs. At the end of the month, maybe they accumulated $20 worth of Suku tokens. And with that, with one text, they send us the word loan and they get a micro loan through the DeFi protocol that we created, um, enabling the uh, connectivity, the connecting the crypto lenders with the real people that really need DeFi uh, today. Okay, so let me summarize this, see if I got that. Supply chain on the blockchain. And every time they're using this blockchain to verify the supply chain of the project, say it's coffee beans coming from Colombia, wherever it's going, that whole process, they're earning Suku tokens. And then they're collecting those Suku tokens. And then they're like, well, what am I going to do with them? They're like, you know what? Maybe use a collateralized loan on the DeFi space and do make my business grow. Exactly. They don't That's know a damn what, good idea, what's man. crypto. Yeah, they don't know what's crypto. They don't know what's uh, a crypto loan. Basically, they just send loan and everything happens in the background. And the beauty is that we really are bringing the borrowers, the, the real demand that DeFi needs to, to sustain in the future, right? To, to, to have a sustainable, sustainable strategy. I studied my MBA as well. I didn't learn this in my MBA. Is this Duke University education right here? Probably, yes. Probably, yes. Through one of my <laughs> professors. That taught me everything. Yes, that's correct. So, so my question is, is supply chain on the blockchain is nothing new, right? I mean, people have been doing this, trying to work this out. And, and there's many companies. Was the DeFi solution or the DeFi addition to this a way to one, differentiate your product? Or is it a way to maybe even to uh, give extra incentive for your consumers or your customers to continue using the product, everything? Why did you add this? There are two main differentiators. The first one is that everyone has been focusing on the cost perspective of supply chains. How do I create more transparency so I benefit retailers and brands to identify issues in real time so I save some costs? That's great. The revenues opportunities are 10x more. We already help clients. One of the clients, we help increase sales by 17% using our solution, right? So the revenue focus is much more important than the cost. Now, in order to get that done, you need the small farmers to participate that will create the story. We are storytellers and it's an incentive model. If you don't, if you don't have the incentives to actually give them something so you can actually get the data that you really need, it's not gonna work. So I think, I think that's how we found a way to get the traction to scale in number of brands and products and these network of farmers that we're dealing with uh, every single day. Yonathan Lepchek, Suku CEO, thank you for coming on the Decrypt Daily. Thank you so much. And finally, investor, entrepreneur, and Bitcoin advocate, Chamath Palilapatia is running for governor of California. You know what's interesting about this is like a lot of people who run for office has an overly complicated website, donation pages and links and videos and tweets and blah, blah, blah. He has a one pager and it is this. California is a mess. It's too expensive. Our teachers are underpaid and our schools aren't good enough. Let's move California forward. So what does he want to do? I'm going to let you know right now. 0% state tax. He's going to cut taxes from 16% to zero. And he said that this is going to increase state's revenue from $150 billion to $300 billion. 
He wants teachers to make a minimum salary of $70,000 to educate our future. He wants California to be a global center for tech and climate jobs. He wants every new child born in California to receive $2,000. Basically, he wants California to invest in the children's future so more people can settle there and have security. He wants no student loans. There's $1.6 trillion in student debt. He wants to realign incentives of the universities and the students so that students never have to take out a loan again. And he wants free school vouchers. He wants to make sure that any student and any parent can pick any school that they want to attend. Basically, this is making schools more competitive so that they can raise the bar so they fight for students, not that students just have to go to school because they're in a certain area. Well, this sounds pretty bullish to me on California. I like it. I wonder if he has health care for all on that platform. The vote for California governor is November of 2022. So there's going to be a long time of campaigning for him. We're going to see this develop and I'll be bringing it to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Like always, go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. It helps us stay visible and it gives me good feedback so I can continue to make the show even better. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.